Coming to you from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, this is the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Join us as we take a deeper dive into mead and mead culture. <laughs> the sound of the, the chip bag opening. All right, how are you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good? All right, let's go live. Got the SD card? I do have the okay. SD card. Good. Bink. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. Sweet. We are live um, once again. This is take two <laughs> because someone forgot... Basically, the entire ability to record mm. this episode. Uh, somebody, I'm not going to say it was Peter back there, but somebody, me, forgot the SD card uh, to be able to record. And so I had to go all the way back to the metery. So if you're watching live, it looks like we do have someone watching live right now. That's awesome. Nice. Um, hopefully, you guys can hear us if you're watching live. Uh, for you, those of you listening later on the actual podcast, we are live on YouTube. Yep. And I'd like to do this for um, basically for the rest of our Meadcast episodes. And let me just kind of do a quick adjustment here. There we go. Get Hall Bjorn a little bit more in there. <laughs> and yes, we do have our resident Viking Hall Bjorn on with us. Yes, he is. Yes, Vikings. Oh, your your crowd noise sounded way more manly than mine. Mine was oh. like, <laughs> you're like, oh, send me on my way. <laughs> All right, if you are actually watching live, I see one person. If you're watching, um, we will take comments in the chat on mm -hmm. YouTube. And we've got some regular, regular, <laughs> some pre-recorded uh, voicemails as well. So yep. right on. Well, how are you doing, Javier? Doing well, doing well. Yeah. Here to talk about uh, some, some mischief. Yes, mischief. And why is that? Because uh, we're talking about the god Loki, primarily. Mm. And, and his various other dealings and the different stories that he's in. So Yeah, yeah. but when you think Loki, if you know anything about Norse mythology or even maybe pop some culture. pop culture, yeah, some movies, uh, yeah, mischief is mm -hmm. a, good, a good word for it, for sure. It's good to have you back on another episode. Always cool to talk about this Norse mythology <clears throat> stuff. And we are here at the Mead Hall. Yep. Once again, it seems like that that's me and you, that's our jam. I think pretty much. I mean, the other ones have always been either online ooh, or... Ooh, thank you for my tea. Look at that. Tea and a horn. A horn tea. <sighs> a horny tea. Ooh, that's a horny no. tea. Uh, <laughs> it depends on what you put in it, I guess. So, And that's our, our meat slinger over there. Just got me the tea. Uh, Pete. Or Pete. Peter. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then you can't quite see. Well, if you if you do a little backup there, Hobbyorn, oh, just kind of yeah. scooch. Oh, yeah. oh there's here. there he is right there. We got Clint as well. <laughs> yep, working the production, uh, putting in hours uh, above, under, around, and inside of mm -hmm. the the mead over there. So okay, uh, enough of this blabbering. Let's get on to okay. talking about. Talking about Loki. Sure thing. Uh, well, so, I mean, we can start with, I mean, 
I guess, what is it maybe that you don't know or do know about Loki and such? What, what is, the, I guess, the common conception, so to speak, is uh, um, a lot of people now know, it, like with Tom Hiddleston and the Marvel Universe and all those other different things, is kind of the biggest thing that people think of of Loki. But turns out that a lot of what we see in, I guess, both the comic books as well as the movies, especially in the, the show now that is coming out, um, what do they get right and wrong about the mythologies? Uh, turns out they get a lot wrong, especially when it comes to things like you know, genealogy and who he's um, related to, and even his you know his children seem to not you know take any part. It seems uh, in in the mythology, they're they're ascribed with having other um, other, uh, other fathers and other mothers and such. So yeah, that's that's true. I, you don't see. I mean, maybe I wasn't paying too much attention mm -hmm. in the movies, but you don't see any of that part of the story right. of him. Yeah, fathering. We'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk that, about some that, of the interesting parts. His, his marital habits are are one for the ages. That's for sure. Especially <laughs> in the original uh, in the original myths and such. Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to kind of just start off with, I think, is to to ask about the name, mm -hmm. uh, the name Loki, uh, because sure. it has some origins that seem to tie in pretty well with his with his mischievousness yeah, and his acts. Yeah, somewhat. Uh, so it was for ages and ages that you know, we really didn't exactly know what the tur or what the word Loki or the name Loki actually meant. Uh, but now uh, there's a speculation that it's kind of very similar to, I think something, it was a Loki or Lo, you know, the Loki was a derivative of a word that meant a knot, uh, a knot in a string or a rope or what have you. Uh, and the biggest thing was um, that he is definitely, I mean, considered a knot in and of himself, uh, but it is also <clears throat> the uh, reference to how he was tortured as well after, you know, for when Ragnarok began. Uh, he's definitely a knot in what would be an otherwise seamless thread or timeline for Ragnarok. He is kind of the, the, the part that starts Ragnarok. He's very much, uh, the, his mistakes is what causes Ragnarok, basically. Cool. Yeah, this this idea the of an, end of the world. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that his part of that story too, and all the other stories. Um, yeah, so his name meaning knot. I've seen um, like a, like the knots in a net. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So he's always kind of entanglement. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there's some the references maybe that could be said to him being almost like a spider tying knots and weaving things and Ooh, and scheming things. Yeah, and, and well to have a net, but very much like a spider to catch things in and to you know entice things in and to use as a lure potentially whether you're talking about fishing or you know catching flies in a net yeah so. we've got oh something from the audience here oh yes well so the largest part also with nets particularly is um with when during his chase and before he gets uh tortured uh, we see that he uh, he gets caught up in a net because he takes the form of a salmon uh, to run away from the gods during during his great chase. Oh, okay. Um, which is another sort of thing with nets and everything as well. Uh, but yeah, Loki kind of maybe potentially means n not that you would be making these nets with. So that's cool. And mm -hmm. even you know, even if there was only one of those many kind of references, to be able to take that reference and like go outwards with right. it, and, and you know entangle if you will more stories into it exactly. is, is pretty cool exactly. I, I just i love that when well, i saw that and it, 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 i mean we get more information the more sources that we end up having 
um, the, the more sources that we end up having, the more we're able to interject and say, well, hey, maybe there, there was this version of the story or maybe that version of the story, uh, depending. And it was all mostly oral tradition. And so we now know that, you know, it was it could have changed here and there through oh, yeah. the oral tradition. Uh, and of course, when it was written down, it was written down by people who were no longer affiliated with or didn't really worship these gods anymore, but they still liked the stories and so they preserved them. Yeah. Yeah. Always got to take it with a grain of salt. Right. I think. Always. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, so again, we're here at the Mead Hall uh, with Halbjorn and we're discussing all things Loki, mm-hmm. um, one of the gods in Norse mythology. And we are also live on YouTube, so if anyone out there is watching live, welcome. Um, and so, yeah, so Loki, his name, he gets it all entangled in knots, and he's got parts of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that, let's see, I, I kind of want you to kind of sure. go with this, yeah. um, however you want, but I'm looking at, like, the family lineage okay. kind of stuff. But So, I mean, the, the first and biggest thing, and I guess we can then compare things with the uh, with the Marvel universe, I guess you could say, is a lot of people think of him as Odin's adopted son. Hmm. Um, and that just seems to not be the case. Oh. Uh, I mean, there might be some very, very late versions where because Odin is the all-father and, you know, uh, he is the, the main god, then, yeah, sure, he is the father father of Loki from an an adoptive sense. And there are lots of stories in the original sagas and Eddas that do have Odin adopting children. But Loki is actually in the Norse mythology, uh, in the actual mythologies, much older. Um, uh, And actually might even be as old as Odin. He's just kind of a a force of nature, you know. There's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of uh, evidence of there being actual Loki worship during the Viking times or anything, or like the pre-Christian uh, uh, European period. Um, so we don't know of him as necessarily a god, but he's also not necessarily a Jotun or a giant or an other or a devil. Or uh, I think the term Jotun actually technically means devourer. Uh, he's not necessarily completely on that side. He's not necessarily a god because he doesn't gain worship. He's just sort of a, he's just always kind of been there. Um, uh, we do know that he does have a father and a mother. Uh, his father's name was, uh, let me see, I, it's the one one of the few that I can't pronounce or that I don't know off the top of my head here. <laughs> There's um, some crazy pronunciations. Oh, always in all Norse mythology. But yeah, his uh, he, his father was a Farbelti. Uh, Farbelti. Farbelti, which means <laughs> cruel striker. Uh, and then it's some debate on whether his uh, mother's name was Laufey or Nal. We don't know what Laufey means, but Nal means nail, uh, like nail uh, with, with hammering and such. Hmm. Um, but uh, so they were both kind of strikers in some in, sense. In, yeah, well, I, I guess being a nail is the one being. St- oh, right. So, so it they, could mean oh. that possibly this could be a, a, what's called a kenning or like a combined letter to mean a a, a hammer. So to speak, he, it could be just another name for ha- hammer, but it could just be also that nail is just what is there, and then they produce Loki, which means not or something. So there's a lot of conflictual <laughs> sort of language going on with Loki. So his even his beginnings aren't always that uh, that calm or peaceful per se. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. that there's you know wrapped in this unknowing, um, right. especially for, for a character like like him. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to jump in um, and just we'll play one of the voicemails because it sure. has to do with that. Oh, okay, okay. All right, this voicemail comes from someone named Jimmy. Jimmy? Okay. 
Uh, hi, uh, long long time listener, uh, first time uh, voice mailer. Um, I just I just had a quick question for you guys. Uh, does, did Loki have any kids? Can you can you give us some more information about that? If he did, I'd I'd be very curious to know. Thank you. Love what you guys do so much. Thank you. Uh, he asked basically, yeah, um, about yeah. about the kids. So yeah. you know, he, he has about uh, many children. Um, he has we know definitely one with his actual wife Sigun, uh, and the name his the name of his uh, child is Nari or Narthi, which means corpse. Oh. Uh, yeah, weirdly enough. Uh, but then he has also the big famous children that he always has uh, are the basically those that will bring about Ragnarok. Uh, you've got, uh, and they're all through the, um, they're all through the giantess Angrobauda, uh, and I don't remember what her name means, but through this giantess he has Fenrir, who is the giant wolf who uh, took uh, Tyr's hand uh, and is chained to the mountains underneath, or uh, to, un chained underground until Ragnarok, and his release will mean the beginning of Ragnarok, or that rather, not the beginning, but it will be the first thing that happens once Ragnarok starts off. <laughs> and he's also going to be responsible for killing Odin at the end of times. Oh, um, spoiler alert. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty much what he, that's his mo, and that's that's you know, he, and he is one of the you know, Fenrir is the giant wolf that is the son of Loki, uh, and then we also do have Jörmungandr, which is the world serpent. I think. Well, we can't quite see it necessarily, but oh, it's you know, like barely in scene. Right, we've got that medallion or that shield <clears throat> that's uh, sitting there on the wall, and it's a. A picture of Thor battling Jörmungandr, uh, and it is that there are many times that Thor will battle or you know contest with Jörmungandr, but uh, it will be Ragnarok that they will kill each other basically, and Jörmungandr is one of Loki's uh, spawn as well. So so far, I'm hearing that Loki, who by all my known accounts is usually in the form of a human, <laughs> has had a wolf. As a child, right, giant well, wolf, and mm -hmm. a uh, giant serpent, serpent as a child, yep. and I know it's going to get even stranger with the next child, but yes, <laughs> yeah, and and so the, uh, we had three children that he had through the uh, with this giantess Angrobotha, um, Angrobothia, or the, there's lots of variations in the name, but um, uh, we saw that she, uh, she birthed. The serpent, the wolf, but then also Hel or Helga or you know Hela, um, that they she, that that is actually his daughter. Uh, and in Thor Ragnarok, the Marvel movie and such, she's actually a daughter of Odin and mm -hmm. you know half sister or whatever it happens to be. But it actually turns out that in the mythology, she was uh, his daughter. And she depends on the version that you're looking at. She is half corpse and half beautiful woman um, or she is from the waist down a corpse and from the waist up an old hag oh. uh, it, it really depends there's different variations on where it's half and half or it's half and half or like you know one's a beautiful woman one's an old hag it kind of goes interchangeably but she is the daughter of Loki and she is going to be one of the uh, one of the I guess goddesses or one of the deities that will rise up against Asgard with her army of the dead uh, at Ragnarok. So lots of Ragnarok sorts of things going on. 
Um, and then there's one other child that he doesn't have through his wife or uh, Engroboda um, and is not responsible for Ragnarok and is actually a very b a big benefit and help to the gods, particularly Odin. Um, and we we talked about that, and we can even talk even more uh, in, into how we, we he he got the eight-legged horse Sleipnir, which we talked with uh, on the last episode with uh, with Odin and Santa and Sleipnir and his sleigh and such. So um, yeah, let's let's talk about that yeah. story. So it, it's a it's a very curious and funny story of how uh, Loki became the mother of a horse. <laughs> yes, the the mother, not the father. The, yeah, the mother of a horse, uh, and an eight-legged horse at that. So, um, basically, I guess you could say shortly after Odin finds out about Ragnarok, and um, he looks at the ramparts and the walls that they have in Asgard, and they say, you know, well, we need to boost our defenses. We need to build a new wall. And one guy comes out, uh, and it's not really too clear necessarily if he is a god or a Jotun. Uh, many ascribe him to being a Jotun or a giant. Many say that he's just a guy that's a really good architect and a builder. <laughs> um, and he says, yeah, I can, I can have that done for you. Um, and Loki kind of makes the deal and says that that's okay. They give him sort of an impossible task. They say, okay, well... We will uh, give you the hand of marriage to, I think, I, I don't think it was Idun, I think it was Sif. Uh, we will give you Sif, uh, Sif's hands in marriage uh, should you finish this wall in a certain amount of time, a certain amount of winters or springs or what have you. Um, but they gave him his, this impossible task because he couldn't have any help except for just himself and his horse. Um, and they thought this was an impossible task, and he gets right to work. Well, winters go by, and the, the time period is coming up, and this, this wall is almost done. And uh, <laughs> so the gods are no noticeably very angry at Loki because he said, oh, yeah, this guy's cool. He'll never be able to finish. It's fine. Um, and it turns out he, he's almost finished. He's almost done. So Loki, like always, has to kind of get himself and the gods out of the mistake or problem that he made, uh, which is, again, pretty much, you know, his his character arc. That's basically what he does. Common theme of Loki. Yes. Ma make the trouble and then get out of the trouble. Right, exactly. Um, and so then, you know, he has to think, okay, I got to distract this guy and, you know, he, it's about time. Well, he does so not by necessarily distracting the guy, but by distracting the horse. Uh, <laughs> he, he rides up in the form of a beautiful, beautiful mare and distracts the horse and the horse runs off, uh, you know, runs off off of, uh, off of his uh, harness and everything. And the guy just has to try to finish this wall without his horse and he's not able to finish the wall. And so he doesn't get Sif's hand in marriage. Um, and it you know so it ends up turning into that he says oh well you cheated because all this other stuff and i had a mare and you knew that i was going to fail uh and he reveals himself as an actual jotun or as an actual you know bad guy so to speak hmm. and thor is just like ah well you yourself were not you know were were were, were not truthful and not didn't hold your word and i'm going to kill you and thor hmm. kills him oh. um <laughs> killed him right um uh, but then you know a few months later you know uh, Loki presents 
Thor, uh, presents Odin with this eight-legged horse, to which the gods have no idea how this beautiful eight-legged horse uh, came into being. And we, but we know that it was it was Loki who, as the mayor, gave birth to Sleipnir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So and, and you, I gotta wonder if Loki, like, I don't know, like, was that something that. I don't know. I guess I don't want to know any details, but um. I, I, I don't. I mean, you know, you're the biology teacher, so I don't. I don't. <laughs> <Yes>. I, don't <laughs> well, I think I think we can separate biology so. with this mythology pretty easily. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that those are all of his children. Did you just? Uh, yeah, just slam my <laughs> slam my knee really really good on this long table. But it is a beautiful long table, by yes, the way, that we're sitting here at, at the meat hall. <laughs> here at the meat hall. Meat hall. Meat hall. Meat hall. Meat hall. Oh, we didn't even do anything about the meat cast. Meat cast. Meat cast. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> um, Loki has had um, quite a few children, and mostly in the form of other animals right. <laughs> and creatures. Um, and there's lots more stories that I definitely want to get into in right. this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being the kidnapping of Idun. Uh, Idun. Idun. Uh, yeah, I- Idun, or I mean, I guess some people speculate that the word Eden we got from Idun or mm. Idun. Um, and it's it, she's basically the goddess of she's a fertility goddess like 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 many of the goddesses, um, but she is also specifically the goddess of apples, which is where we kind of get the conflation between Eden and Eden and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she was kidnapped uh, because. As seems to be a common theme in many Norse myths, one of the Jotuns wanted her hand in marriage and wanted her as a wife. Uh, and so uh, some versions are is that Loki actually ends up saying, yeah, sure, you can be wife, and either they get Ethan over there, uh, and then the gods are very mad at him for saying, you know, for saying that that was okay. So he has to go back and take back... We're just getting a, a comment saying we're getting quite a bit of loudness of the loudness meat hall the music. music. Yeah, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, chatting up here with the people on the on the live uh, YouTube live. So thank you for uh, yes, for that comment. You, we'll you. have and thank you, Peter, and thank you, Peter, for a lovely drink that's almost gone. So at some point, um, can I get a lemon ginger? Okay. I'm good with my tea. <laughs> yeah. So. Where were we? Something about Eden and apples? Uh, and- yeah, so he was ki- <laughs> she was kidnapped by, uh, I think his name was Thiazi. Um, and, uh, you know, wanted to be his, he wanted her to be his wife. Um, and Loki had to go back and get her, uh, had to rescue her. And so he took flight, I think, as a, either as a falcon or an eagle of some sorts. Um, and then brought her back. Well, Thiazi sees, oh, he's stealing my wife. Hey, how's it going? Good, how you doing? One of our, our regular regulars, one of our, our Mead Hall members just yeah. walked in. So. Oh! <laughs> um, and so Thiazi takes pursuit as an eagle, and he's almost neck and neck, almost going to grab Loki, almost going to get even, but right as they enter Asgard, uh, they set a giant flame to block Thiazi's retreat. Well, the fire catches him and he burns to death. Uh, and not that, not Loki and uh, no Thiazi. Thiazi, 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 yeah, okay. they, they made it past the, the barrier like right, or the right at the last second, right at the last, yeah. And then they put up the flames, and but it was Thiazi <laughs> who burned to death. Um, and there's even some to, who speculate that it is actually that it brings the wind that you know, sometimes you can bring the winter <laughs> with a uh, ooh. does he just have like a 
So we have, <laughs> we have some of the coolest ice. I'm going to say we have the coolest ice in town. Right. And they're like little helmets or maybe little shot glasses. And yeah. it looks like my lemon ginger. He put a little shot of something, maybe inside the pomegranate, ice. maybe. Oh, it's really tricky. Oh, you, oh okay. So he, Peter just pulled a Loki yeah. on, on me. Yeah. Trixie Loki over here. Uh, what is this a shot of? Cranberry. Oh, okay. cranberry. A little cranberry very, on there. Very That's tart awesome. then, I guess. So, mm-hmm. cool. Um, Sorry, so this yeah. story keeps getting interrupted by me. No, no, <laughs> I, no, I apologize. No worries, no worries. So, it, up in flames. Up in flames, Thiazzi's dead, and then his daughter, Skavi, which we will get to learn, is actually a very important figure, and she's also an interesting character, same as Loki, in that she technically is a Jotunus, or a, a giantess. She's kind mm. of on that side with Thiazzi and her father and everything, and she says, you know, she comes to the god and says, I don't think that's fair. I think you killed my father and such, and I, you know, before I kill all of you, you have one chance, one opportunity to, uh, to, to, to not feel my wrath, and that is to make me laugh. To me? Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, that poor woman, is, yeah. or, or God in it, or um, Yotunus has, has yep. not laughed in, in a while. She, she's, well, she, she is the... Uh... <laughs> you guys are totally good to just <laughs> chat it up and talk. We like the background music. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so um, who does she tell? Anyone? Can so, so she does tell the gods in general, I believe, but of course the gods, like always, kind of need to get Loki to fix his own damn mm, mistake. Yeah. Um, and so it is up to Loki to make her laugh. And to keep in mind, Skadi traditionally, and we can even talk a little bit about her, uh, Skadi, she is the goddess of winter. Uh, she's one of the goddesses of hunting, but she's a very cold, cold person, a very cold Jotun. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, and, and, you know, the, and so that she that's also where we get the name for skiing it's also where we kind of uh oh (laughs) we got it live um it's also where we get the term uh, i believe for scandinavia now whether scandinavia was named after scotty or scotty was named after scandinavia we don't really know but that's you know it's the land of winter so to speak and scotty lends her name to to those things as the goddess of winter oh cool so next time you're on the slope skiing skiing you can think scandinavia yeah you can think Skadi, who's the goddess of skiing in winter and the hunting as well. See, this is why I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so we got to make her laugh. Or yes, Loki has yeah, to you make have her to laugh. make the goddess of winter laugh. Yeah. Um, and Loki is, you know, I, I, it's unclear on whether he tries a bunch of other things as well. Um, but the one thing that ends up working is he. Uh, this is where the myths get <laughs> always so crazy. Is that the uh, he ties a goat's beard to its testicles. And every time it pulls up on the beard, it pulls down on his testes, and it pulls there, he pulls down on the beard, pulls down, and the, the whole thing, it doesn't necessarily make her laugh until it, something happens to where it causes Loki to stumble and fall over the goat and fall in Scotty's laugh. Scotty cannot help but laugh at this misadventure <laughs> and to laugh at this ridiculous sight before her. And so Ugh. then she forgives them and they actually end up you know, accepting her into kind of their own pantheon. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is and that, that, that's why it's kind of interesting that she's kind of the god and there's some examples of Scotty worship as well as her name being lent to, her name being lent to so many things. Hmm. Um, but she ends up marrying the god of the sea, Njord. Um, I 
believe it was, yeah, it was, uh, but they, it ends up being a very short engagement because, <laughs> well, you have the god of the sea and the goddess of winter, and they don't exactly, you know, yeah. he, he's trying to drink mojitos on the beach, and she's trying to make hot cocoa. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you got to... It, right. I don't know. That sounds actually kind of nice. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, you have think, a mojito followed by some um, hot cocoa. But, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> then she's then accepted and it's fine. And Loki kind of stays off, you know, stays his head there. Yeah. Um, he doesn't exactly stay his head in the next story that I, I think it can bring up. I think that might be a, a hmm. good one if that's all right. Of course. All right. So it's actually how the gods. Story time here with Paul Bjorn <laughs> at the Mead Hall. Well, it's actually how the gods got their weapons. Um, uh, and also, strangely, how, well, weapons as well as one animal and a ship and lots of really cool magical items that they got from the dwarves or from the, the Dark Elves, I guess you could say. Um, and it was, it all happened when Loki cut off Sif's hair. Um, Sif is, you know, very, very beautiful, very uh, wanted by many of the Jotuns and gods and such, but she is Thor's wife. Okay. So you can imagine with Thor's wife, Thor can get particularly, uh, um, shall we say, possessive of his very beautiful wife who has very long flowing golden hair. Well, Loki cuts that hair off, like yeah. bald, and shears it off. Oh, oh gosh. Um, and you can probably tell that Thor is very angry <laughs> that, he, uh, that he cut off his the wife's hair. Um, and so he gives him some time and says, you better fix this right now. And in order to do so, he's like, well, how am I going to get out of here? Well, he goes to two separate families of dwarves. And he said, he, in his trickery, he says, oh, I'll make a contest out of this. And we'll, we'll be, be off more the better after this as well. He goes to one family of dwarves. Uh, I can't remember. I think they're called the Evaldis or something like that. And he gets them to make the golden hair. Well, he talks to them and says, these other dwarves over here say that they're the best dwarves and the best smiths at doing, you know, at creating things. Um, and they say, you know, okay, well, we'll rise to the challenge. Uh, so they make Sif's hair and I think Gulenbursti, which is Frere's boar, uh, as well as uh, gold rings that are gifted to Odin that every nine days will create nine rings from it. So it's like this infinite wealth maker, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like, he needs that. Come on. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he can't just make gold. He no? is, he is okay. Odin, he, but that's not one of his powers. So gotcha. it, it's nice to have that. And uh, well, and even then, like, kings and lords back then were also known as ring givers. So, of course, he as the ah, head of the gods okay. is very, you know, he's giving it. And whether they're armbands or or finger rings, we don't really know. Yeah, something round made out of gold. Right, exactly. Something very valuable that repopulates itself every nine days. Um, and so that is gifted to him from these dwarves, I believe. And then it is, I think they are called the Sons of Ivaldi, that they will... Uh, that they are then told by Loki that these dwarves over here, well, they're better. So none of these dwarves had even talked to each other, but Loki is saying, oh, well, they, they think they're better, they think they're better, and so they go into this contest. And it is these dwarves that cr uh, create um, 
Thor's, uh, Thor's hammer Mjolnir, uh, Odin's spear Gungir, uh, as well as uh, the boat of Freyr uh, that can be folded and put into a pocket, but when <laughs> once unfolded can fit the entire retinue of gods and deities and goddesses, <laughs> as well as their steeds, but it can fit in a pocket. Um, but there was one catch that these particular dwarves gave to Loki, and he said, if we win, we get your head. Hmm. And so you can tell. Wait, that they get whose head? Loki's head. Oh, yeah. Okay. They get they get Loki's head, and he has to put that on the line, or else you know there's not going to be a contest, and Sif's not going to get it back his hair. So and it's either die by Thor's hand or die by these dwarves' hands. Right. Exactly. So he obviously wants Sif's. Uh, dwarves to win this yeah, yeah, contest yeah. because one, it's the hair that's been been given to the uh, to Sif, um, but two, because it's going to mean that he you know doesn't lose his head. Yeah. So while <laughs> these dwarves are making Mjolnir uh, uh, and Gungir and all these other things, they're sweating, they're striking on the anvil, and there's one dwarf that has to just keep using the bellows. And if he slows down on the bellows, something is going to get ruined. So he just keeps bellowing while his brother is striking. Um, once, But within the bellows and within their little smithy shop is a fly. Just flying around and such. We can kind of guess possibly who this fly is or what this fly is all about. It's ah. Loki in form. Oh. Um, and so there's one time where the fly comes in and bites this dwarf, you know, right on the arm or on on the back or something like that. Doesn't matter. He keeps on billowing. Mm. Okay, and so then they're making another weapon or something like that, and he keeps on billowing. The fly comes in and bites him right on the nose or somewhere closer <laughs> and such. Still, he just kind of shakes it off and keeps on billowing. Then it comes to when they're making Thor's hammer, and the fly lands right on the dwarf's eyelid and bites him right there. And just for a split second, he takes his hand to slap at the fly and get it out of his hand, but there was... It was it. It was, was just it. enough time. That was it. Was it was just enough time, and so Loki goes back, you know, thinking to himself that he, you know, he he's done pretty well for himself. He, he's he's now going to keep his head. So they gift the gifts. They, they, they give. <laughs> they give, give the gifts. They give the gifts to the gods. The rings. The hair. The hair comes in perfectly. It doesn't really matter who wins because Thor is absolutely enamored again nice. and is fine. And so that ends up being okay. He, you know, Loki doesn't have to avoid Thor's wrath as wrath as much. And <laughs> then uh, the ship and the spear are given to Odin and Freyr. Uh, and then it comes to Thor's hammer, and this is where you know the dwarves are like, yeah, sorry, here and then it ends up being the best thing ever. It, like it, the the only problem oh, that ends no. up it ends up being is it says in the in the stories that it was like any other hammer or it was very large. The only difference was that the handle was too short, which mm. didn't matter to the to Thor. He could wield that thing whether it had a short handle or whether it was just a, a club, basically. Um, and that was the only problem, and he would also have gauntlets that would enhance his strength as well to be able to throw the hammer. But yeah, the hammer acts pretty much just like it w does in the uh, in the Marvel comics and in the Marvel yeah. movies. It will always come back once thrown. Uh, you are able to use it to you know propel yourself. You're, it is just very, very, very heavy. That's <laughs> literally all it is. There's no who's worthy or whatever else. It's just oh. very heavy. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. But Thor has no problem uh, tossing it around and they uh -oh. do they do end up saying that these dwarves won and 
that means that they get right to Loki's head. But Loki, the trickster that he is, says, ah, well, you have the rights to my head, but you do not, can cannot touch my neck. Um, and so you think that, yeah, they, like right when they're about to chop off his head, you can't touch my neck, you can touch my head. Uh, but it was the dwarf then being clever again that he ended up sewing uh, Loki's mouth shut. Uh, and it is a very oh. common occurrence that you will see Loki when he is you know, put into form or painted or carved into stone that he will have a couple X's across his uh, mouth to show that his you know, mouth is sewn huh. shut. Because they had the right to his head. They had the right to his head, but not to his neck. So they couldn't chop off his head because they couldn't touch his neck, but they could do whatever they wanted to their, to his <laughs> head. And the dwarves just sewed his mouth shut and left it at that. And most of the world cheered with, with exalt, exaltation. <laughs> Loki yeah. shut and, up. <laughs> and now that I do remember back, I do believe that the, one, the, the couple dwarves were called the Sons of Ivaldi, and then the other two dwarves were Broker and Itri. Okay. Uh, and those were the ones that ended up winning and ended up sewing uh, Loki's mouth shut. So well, they saved his head, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah, so. took away his, his speech. Cool, man. Um, and all those, so all of kind of the the weapons and items that we think about um, as being, you know, you know, really tied in well with each of the right. of the gods that was all within kind of one story and pretty one, much one little thing huh. mm -hmm. pretty much and it's all loki's fault but again he ends up fixing it so i guess that's that's one example of where instead of just you know evening out and you know uh staying in the in the black as it were on you know morality or karma for loki uh this one actually benefits the gods very much yeah. that he makes this mistake but then he rectifies it and it benefits it uh, instead of it just being kind of null with Thiazi and getting Yadun back. They do gain Skadi, which is good as well, but this one is really, truly a bounty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it still doesn't excuse the fact that he made a mistake. Yeah. And it still doesn't excuse the fact that he, you know, that not... So the whole point of Ragnarok then with Loki turns into it's the one mistake he can't fix. It's the one mistake that he can't rectify. Yeah. Hmm. Is the sorry? I was looking down at the, the YouTube. Oh, <laughs> well, and that—that's kind of the the importance of Loki in the stories in its itself. Yeah. So, cool. So, moving on. So, just uh, yeah. take a little break. Um, we're here at the Mead Hall. We've got a couple people watching live on YouTube, and so hopefully everyone can hear these stories. If not, right. you can go on to the Meadcast. 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 Uh, Drinking Horn Meadcast. Uh, find it on all different. Formats on Spotify, Stitcher, yeah. iTunes, all iTunes those, basically yeah. everything. Um, and we're sitting here with Halbjorn, our resident mm -hmm. Viking, talking, of course, about Norse mythology yep. and specifically about Loki. Oh yeah. So another, another tell us, tell us another story, Halbjorn. Oh uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Well, I mean, pretty much the only one that. Well, uh, there is actually one that I like. I got that a couple both. right there. <laughs> well, yeah. I was gonna say like Ragnarok's the big one that I'm trying to. To stay yeah, off till the, the end because it's it's a really good, really really big one. Uh, but yeah, we've got Scotty, Sleipnir, uh, so and then Balder is with the mistletoe and such. Um, and so we talked about the weapons. Another one that is 
I guess just as much a Thor story as, a, as it is a Loki story uh, is their travels into Jotunheim, uh, into the land of the giants or the land of the Jotun. Uh, and there's one particular one that I, I guess it's important to Loki too because there's some similarities in language that we can play with as well. Um, but basically, they go through into Jotunheim, and they have adventures, and they meet this Jotun that is, you know, oh, hey, I, I can carry all the food for our journey and into this, into this sack, and, you know, we can go on. Well, Thor gets really hungry, but the giant ends up falling asleep, and so he can't get to his food. And Thor tries banging his hammer on the head, and they're astonished that it doesn't even hit him. He thinks that an acorn drops on his head. <laughs> um, and he gives it a big wallop and is like, oh man, what's going on? You know, he, he does it like what should be killing this giant and has killed many a giant is not killing a giant with Thor's hammer. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of weird, but he ends up relinquishing the food and such and being, you know, oh, salutations, I'll see you. And um, they end up at a giant's hall. Uh, which, you know, earlier in the story we end up think, thinking it's a different giant. It actually ends up being the same giant. Uh, but we'll get to that later because they enter this hall and the hallmaster, the chieftain, en bids them enter and says, yeah, come on in and you can, you can stay here if you can, you know, beat my men in challenges and such. And so there were, I think, you know, three or four different challenges for Thor, and it was Thor, Loki, and then Thor's servant, and I can't remember his name, um, but it was three challenges or three feats that they had to do in order to, to you know, to keep their head or I guess to, you know, it, it, sometimes it's keep their head, sometimes it's to stay the night or whatever it happens to be. Um, and so then one of the challenges is a drinking horn, which of course Thor, he boasts that he's a, he's a big drinker. And he's, you know, he says that if you can down this drinking horn, you know, that's, you, you've won the challenge. And he <laughs> says that, oh, my men are able to down that in three or four drafts, it's fine. You, you can do it in three glugs, it should be okay. Well, he picks up this drinking horn and one glug, two glug, three, Keeps on going, keeps on, it keeps on going. It, it, it's past the three drafts, and he just has to put it down because it's just he cannot drink out of this drinking horn, and you know it's subpar mead to begin with. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously not drinking horn mead. <laughs> right, obviously not drinking horn mead. Um, but it's, uh, but that he says, well, I, wait, hold on, I want another challenge, and you know he says, fine then you must wrestle you know, this old woman. It's an old hag. And he's like, oh, that should be easy. But no matter how much strength he uses, no matter what happens, he cannot, he cannot wrestle or, or pin or do anything with this old hag. And this old hag is just holding him in an arm bar. You know, like we're talking an 80-year-old woman just, hey, here you go, Sonny. And just... <laughs> It just it, it's just it's not bending, so he loses that challenge as well. Well, then Loki steps up and says, "Oh, I'm a I'm a really good eater. I'm I'm the best eater in Asgard." And so then you have you know the the chieftain brings out one of his men, and this is somewhat what's important. So you have Loki, who is now there, uh, who who who's saying he's the best eater, and they put, pit him against uh, a giant by the name of Logi with a G, uh, Logi or Loga, um, and it's very similar, and we, you know, we, can, we can talk about it later, but he starts eating, and Loki's really good at eating, but 
gets to the middle of the trough, gets to the middle of the table, and he sees that his opponent not only has finished long before he did, he not only ate all of the food on the table or in the trough, he also ate the trough itself. <laughs> so Loki, Loki ends up losing that challenge. Um, and then it was... Uh, uh, and then it was Thor's servant who said that he could he was faster than any deer and faster than you know he could win any foot race and so the chieftain brings out uh, I think his name is uh, Hoogie uh, to come out and you know neck and neck they're running the running but Hoogie always ends up winning um, you know he says I want a rematch well it goes through and he almost beats him almost beats him but then Hoogie ends up winning. <laughs> Turns out the entire thing was just an illusion. The entire thing all was... All the challenges. All of the challenges were all just cheats and tricks by the chieftain, yeah. who we originally had met in the forest with the sack and such. Uh, turns out the illusion was that Thor was not just striking onto his head, but he was actually cracking entire mountains, oh. and the god didn't realize. When they came into the hall and he was drinking out of a drinking horn, he was actually drinking out of a drinking horn that contained the entire waters of the seas of the earth. Oh, salty um, mead. Salty mead, salty mead. <laughs> um, Which sounds so, delicious if it's just a glass, but if you're trying to drink the entire ocean. Right, exactly. <laughs> very, very salty. Um, not very, yeah, again, not drinking I'm just, horn mead. I'm imagining like, I mean, it's kind of like a, like an endless beer bong. You're just yeah. like yeah. <laughs> releasing out of that horn the entire ocean. Pretty much. And so, of course, he wasn't able to finish that. No. Um, but then the old hag that Thor's, Thor was wrestling was just old age, the embodiment of old age, which not even the Norse gods can escape. Ah. Uh, not even the Norse gods can escape old age and death and just your your destiny, so to speak. Well. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so the servant then was built uh, was uh, uh, beat by Hoogie, which actually is very similar to Hugin, which is one of uh, Odin's ravens, which means thought. And he was literally racing against the embodiment of thought itself, that no one can be quicker than you can think. Ah. Uh, it, only action is slower. Um, huh. And so it doesn't matter. You're never going to beat thought. And then, of course, within, in the terms of Loki, he was fighting against Logi, which was the embodiment of wildfire. Uh, wildfire then, of course, devours all in its way, including the trough that was on the food and everything else. And so, of course, he wasn't able to beat that. Um, but that's one speculation that some people say that Logi and Loki are so similar that maybe Loki means fire. And that's why in some pop cultures and in some iterations he's sometimes viewed as a fire god but hmm. even though there's not really a i mean there's there's some evidence of it so to speak but it's it's very speculative yeah so yeah um and then i believe there might be one more story yes. and and that's that's the big one it's uh it's ragnarok oh no no or is no oh one more. I'm going to take a quick pause real fast while this phone rings. That's so crazy that it's so much louder for us than our headphones. I know, right? Like that phone was really... Yeah. Okay. Well, it picks uh, it up, but then I can, oh. yeah. It's gone. <laughs> uh, so, I, well, I'm thinking of one more of those tricks by the giants to Thor. One more challenge ah, that yes. has to do with so, this guy over my shoulder. So, yeah, it was... Um, so Thor was saying... So, or rather, the chieftain was saying, Oh, well, then if you can pick up my cat... <laughs> And this, like what? Like you're challenging me to pick, pick up, up a cat? A cat? Okay, I mean, it might scratch me, but... Yeah, that's fine. But, well, it turns out this cat is actually pretty big. 
Yeah. And, and and so then it's like, okay, well, Thor gets underneath this cat. Um, but no matter what happens, no matter how high he lifts up the cat, the cat just always stretches uh, like like cats do. And he just he he barely gets a single paw off of the ground before he just exhausts himself. Um, and then the illu- that is of course the illusion, but the reality was that he was trying to lift the entire Jorgmungandr serpent, the entire world <laughs> serpent around the earth. Uh, the same one that you know he does battle with and he contests with all yeah, the time. You ain't so, gonna do that. Right, right. So <laughs> there's even some people who can trick Loki as well uh, with, with their uh, illusions and their magic. Yeah, yeah. Trick the trickster. Nice, cool. So, shall we get into the to the big one? The big one, yeah. The the the, the one mistake that Loki just cannot rectify or cannot fix, or that you know he he really has to face the music on this one. And that's I think that's what's really important about Loki is that he you know he, he that's kind of his, the importance of him as a character, whether it's in a story sense or in a religious sense. That is his you know his morality is that he is the one who makes a mistake, and then he. For Ragnarok in the end of the world, he ends up making the mistake that he can't rectify. He, he, he you know, can't fix to where everybody is, you know, happy. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, that, I guess, that mistake would be the killing of Balder, uh, which we have discussed uh, previously before, uh, with it being the start of Ragnarok, his death, uh, and you know, we talked about Odin and trying to get him back and everything as well. Um, very, very briefly, and we can talk about that later. But it's uh, so. Backstory to Balder: He is the shining god. He is the the f- most favorite god of you know of all time to all the gods to all the entities of all the Norse pantheon and such. Um, wait for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our phones are loud here. I know, right? Um, so uh, and so. Basically, what ended up happening though is that Balder had a dream that he would be, you know, that he would be killed, and so Frigga, his mother, and Odin's wife went to all of the entities in all the nine realms in the entire universe and made them promise not to kill Balder. Um, well, we discovered then when we were talking about this, the, this little parasite of a plant and such, was mistletoe was the only one that didn't say, "Yeah, sure, I won't kill Balder." <laughs> That's kind of interesting. So mm-hmm. not only just like people and like, you know, Entities. human type figures and even animals, right. but even plants right. had to agree exactly. not to kill this. And, but and, and, how the heck yeah. did mistletoe get away with that? Well, Frigga, so Frigga just kind of thought of it as inconsequential. Yeah. That it yeah, was yeah. like, oh, well, it's it's just mistletoe. And so yeah. I mean, that can be the only one because everybody else has, had said, yes, I everyone. will, you know, everyone has everyone said, else. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to harm it. Corn stalks. Corn stalks. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Soil I, fungus. I, iron. Um, iron. Iron. Wood. Bears. Wood. Every, well, almost every, all wood except for mistletoe. Well, right. Except for mistletoe. And that, Interesting. Yeah, and and Frigga just dismissed it as just, oh, it's just a plant. It's just a parasite. That's all. That's Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that might have been her first little uh, hint well, there, though. That it was a parasite. But we'll find right. out actually that it, mistletoe really had no choice in the matter. Oh no, not so, at all. Yeah, n- not not really. It just it didn't say. It, I mean, it didn't say it would actively try to kill it. It, it just didn't say no to you know not killing. It was or busy. Harming. It was uh, right. you know it was it was, it was in the bathroom. It was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
because it's taking a break in the bathroom. Um, but so, but so, I think this ends up happening. That of course, you know, it's towards the end of all this story arc with Loki. He probably ends up getting his um, his mouth, you know, clipped and and everything, so he's able to speak and such. And so he's very very mad, and he's trying to figure out, you know, how how do I kill Balder? You know, how how do I get some of the inte- the attention to this loving god? Um, and so he ends up disguising himself, I think, as a handmaiden, and ends up, you know, it ends up slipping out of Frigg's mouth that, oh, it was only Mistletoe who said it. And so mm-hmm. Loki, armed with this information, went to the courtyard. Uh, now, since everything, of course, obviously except for Mistletoe, said that they wouldn't harm Balder, the gods made great sport with this by throwing whatever the hell they wanted at Balder. Oh. They started, you know, they would fire arrows at him. They would sling slings and spears at him. They would throw chairs and, you know, the animals. Look at chairs. They, right. They, they would <laughs> like just toss WWF everything at him. Match. And he would just stand there proudly and shining as the shining god, the god of the sun. Um, just shining there proudly and not a scratch on him. They would break a power... You know the, the the spears would break and shatter. The chairs would shatter. It, it just it, no matter what they threw, they would fire arrows and everything. They would put, throw darts at them. So that that's kind of interesting because when you first said that, I was like, well, if I'm shooting an arrow mm-hmm. at him or, or like swinging an axe at him, mm-hmm. I've said I'm not going to kill him, but I'm actively trying. But well, you're not though. But but the you weapon, know that it's not going. The to. weapon <laughs> said, yeah. Well, but the right. weapon said it's not going to. True. So as the soon very as entity, that entity, the iron that it's made out of, the the, the yeah. essence of whatever you're throwing at, have said that it's yeah. It's, yeah, maybe that's weird, but like yeah, I throw a rock at someone's face, right. like that is me trying to not, but not trying to kill because I know it's not going to. Right. But even the rock itself has agreed not to exactly. harm him. So as yes. soon as it gets to his face, it, it like it, bounces it off bounces or it blows off. It just up or does whatever. not. Yeah. It, it, it gets more metaphysical than literal because it's it gets into more like <laughs> there's the intention to harm, but then there's just the incapability to harm. That you know that when you when you promise to Frere, it is you are like you you promise to not do something and you then become at the like electromagnetic so. level, I guess so. Yeah, something okay. like so. That. I just I thought that was right. that was interesting. Right. It, it is that every entity just can, will not do that, and yeah, they used to make sport of it. Well, Loki goes to the blind god Hodor, or uh, I guess you could say anglicize it's Hodar is where where we get that name. Um, but he is the blind god, hmm. and he's kind of being left out, you know, at, at, on this whole sport thing. And Loki says, "Oh well." You know what? I'm gonna be the good guy, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead. You know, come on, hey guys, let let Hodar go ahead and 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 throw a stick. He's just the blind god. Well, Loki slips him a spear or a dart or something or a stick of mistletoe, mm. and then of course he throws it, and to much of the dismay, it goes through. It oh goes through. Gosh. It kills Balder, and everybody is very tense because one, this just never happens anyway. Because we throw stuff at him; it's a sport. That's what we do in the courtyard. And meanwhile, Hogar is like probably like laughing. He's like, "Ha ha! Did <clears throat> it blow up before it hit him? Like, the, what? So, why is right. no one talking? 
uh, yep. guys, and everyone's just like their jaws are down. Right, on the and we can maybe suspect that he, you know, chose that Loki chose Hodar because he can't like look and say, "Wait a minute, this is mistletoe." Even mm. though really yeah, nobody yeah. else knew, it's you know, it, yeah, yeah. only Frigga and now Loki knew. Yeah, he could wrap it in some leather. No one would. Uh, no one would know. Who right. would know? No we, one would know. Right, exactly. And so of course Hodar kind of has to pay the price because he did kill uh, Balder, and that is the beginning of Ragnarok. It's not only tense because oh, this thing happened that uh, is unexpected happened. It's also very tense because crap this means the end of the world hmm. um and so he you know but they kind of do suspect that loki you know maybe had something to do with it so he kind of goes into hiding a little bit not as much as he will later um but <laughs> hey guys it, i just found this stick on the ground i didn't right. know <laughs> right exactly we, we don't really truly oh, know wow. except for maybe frigga might you know kind of know about it um and so he kind of goes into hiding or kind of, you know, removes himself from the situation. But in order to avoid uh, Ragnarok, you know, as they get ready for this battle that will end the world, uh, Odin sends another one of his sons, kind of inconsequential. Odin had a lot of sons, but this one, you know, he has a name. I just don't remember it. But he's sent down to try to retrieve Balder from Hela, from, you know, Loki's daughter. Um, oh, because... He died, so he because went he to Hel Hela. Right. <laughs> right, and there's actually even a really cool. Uh, we could do a whole episode about the different, the three or four different selves of the Norse religion or the Norse pantheon. But his spiritual soul self, so to speak, went down to hell while his body was being interred in uh, in, in Asgard. Um, and so he, his brother was sent down there to fetch him back. But Hell said, "I will give it back if you can again go to every single." entity in the universe and have them weep for his loss yeah if and everyone loved him every this is balder we're talking about even even mistletoe was like oh my god so what have i done I mean, we, can, we can suspect <laughs> that mistletoe did that because again every entity and every soul in the universe wept for him except for one. Oh boy and her name was tak which weirdly enough means thank you in in old norse and even in huh. in uh, modern scandinavian languages today it means it means thank you Talk Talk. thank you and she is the only one who will not weep for him do we know why because she is loki in disguise it is it, it is very much surmised and damn it yes, loki that it is loki and you know well but even then even if you know even if talk if she was real wasn't going to uh what wasn't going to go ahead and weep for him then of course loki wasn't either so well we learn that oh we won't weep for them um we find that they find out that loki is the the beginnings of all this and they sorry you you are going to get punished and loki gets punished in a very brutal and mm. like brutal brutal psychologically as well as painful uh, as well as physically painful as well um and so his son narfi the only sort of i guess human or god son or whatever else uh through his wife sigan and the only child that they have that he has through sigan his you know very faithful wife is killed and his entrails are then used to bind Loki to a rock in a cave. His his entrails his, this, turned entrails into of his son of your son become his chains basically. Ooh, okay. Yep. And it is and that, that that's not, not enough that his son is killed and you know because it was you know of course it was not. it was justice enough to say that oh it's a son for a son Odin is you know taking away oh, your son gotcha. and chaining it no you're also going to be chained by your son's entrails and then have a serpent drip poison on your head um 
I don't really know if like poison really actually like uh, does that necessarily on a physical like on a on a topical level necessarily. Well, it's called an acidic, an acidic right. substance. Right. It's a, right. Something but it, it's coming from a serpent that is <laughs> dropping down this venom, and he's in agony and he's writhing. But his wife, bless her, is. Just holding a bowl underneath so then he's not writhing in agony so he's mm. just tied to the rock hey but, good job wife well but the bowl gets full of that of that poison so mm. she has to go and discard it and for that brief moment he is in agony because the poison is dripping into mm. his head into his mouth uh and that's actually uh, some people speculate that that was actually a folkism or a reason for earthquakes in the Norse religion. Is that it's Oki, it, it's a Loki. Uh, I'm, I'm an Oki. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's it's Loki trembling under the ground because he's getting poisoned because his wife just can't keep the bowl there all the time, and he stays there until basically Ragnarok comes to more fruition. Uh, he will escape from there, and then he will then join against the Asgardian gods with his daughter Hel, and the uh, as well as the Jotuns and the, the the army of the dead and everything. And he will he will also kill and be killed by Heimdall, the guardian. Uh, they will both mortally wound each other at the end of time. That seems like that happened quite a bit right because didn't that, that happen with yes. Thor and Jorgmunder yep. they both killed each other at Fenrir, the same time yep. Fenrir and Odin killed each other as well and then now Heimdall which you know you don't really see a lot of interactions between Heimdall and Loki in the Norse uh, in, the, in the Norse myths themselves necessarily except for like in passing and when all the gods are already together but yeah you have this guardian of um, you, you have this guardian of Asgard defeating kind of ultimately the one who will bring it down. Hmm. Wow. So the, uh, <laughs> and there's lots of like, it's not just like two sides that are in Ragnarok. I mean, there, there's definitely two sides where there's Asgard and the elves and the good spirits and everything. And then there's, but then on the other side you have Jotuns and frost giants and fire giants and uh, the, the army of the dead, like basically zombies, like all these other different things that are coming up. I'm thinking um, there there could be, and tell me if this is true, there could be um, a whole episode we could talk about Ragnarok. Yes, uh, about the different like the different alliances and stuff that happen, and you know we now have discussed the beginnings of it, but we can go into more detail later on, like the details of the deaths and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So. If you guys would want us to do an oh, yeah. episode on that, definitely comment and say. Say, oh, hell yeah. Ragnarok your world. Ragnarok your world. Oh, man. So Loki has, you know, we, we I, I feel mm -hmm. like for good reason, Odin is a big part of the Norse mythology yeah. and all the sagas and that and all that. And, and Thor seems to be a big, mm -hmm. huge part of it. And that's like in, at least in pop culture, like where right. my mind comes from, those are two of the biggest ones. Mm -hmm. And you hear about Loki. But after listening to all these stories, like, I don't know, Loki's a huge part of it. Like, he sounds yeah. like he has his his mischievous hand and his rectifying hand. Mm -hmm. Oh, rectifying hand, yeah. that sounds gross. His <laughs> rectifying hand in a, a majority, if not most, of these stories. Yeah. And so Loki is not just some side character, really, in my mind anymore after listening mm -hmm. to this. But, but is he the villain? And that 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 has that question has 
really kind of spawned off so many debates among so many scholars everywhere that it's like, is he the bad guy though? Because, yeah. I mean, it's very common. Uh, I mean, nowadays he's the bad guy or the villain in you know the Marvel Avengers movie, but even then, Tom Hiddleston did such a great job that. Uh, you know th- that he is now sort of an anti-hero within even changing the the, the Marvel mythos, um, but you know, but in Norse mythology, there's lots of people, even in like modern heathen faiths and such, that kind of regard him as a devil figure. But I don't, I don't think that's fair to Loki. I think that you know, granted, he, like he's not a good guy per se. He just he makes a mistake, and mm-hmm. the one mistake is that he can't rectify his Ragnarok. Um, does he end up becoming kind of the bad guy and goes on to the other side? Yeah, of course. But I mean, I would too if my son was killed before me and my yeah, yeah. you know his entrails wrapped up around me. And and to maybe be fair, and I could be wrong, I'm still learning this kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. Ragnarok was was an inevitability yes. anyway. So right. it's not like you know. Yeah, Odin already been- knew exactly how he's gonna die. You know. Whether or not he knew the details of the lead-up, probably he probably didn't. But so, we do know yeah. that it is the death of Balder that will cause the, the 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 end of the world, basically. And so your your thought on whether he's a villain or whether he's you know not a villain right. um, actually came with a question. Someone left a voicemail. Okay. Um, and it was uh, F Ephraim F or Ephraim 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 Ephraim. And so we'll take a listen to to okay. that question right now. Sure. With all things considered, do you find Loki justified or morally indefensible in regard to his role ultimately in Ragnarok? Oh, that's actually exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. I think you, you did answer that. You know, Maybe I, I'll right. put that a little bit before your talk, but any other thoughts on, on that? Uh, I mean... Whether he's indefensible, you're you're the jury. You're the judge and yeah, jury right now. I, Loki's sitting before you. He created Ragnarok. I, I would say time served. I, I would say that like if Ragnarok's oh. already an inevitability, then so was his punishment, so, and so was him rising against. So I would say that you know it's it, it's not it's indefensible. Um, but he's already gotten his due, and he already ends up dying. He always he ends up you know paying the ultimate price in being killed by Heimdall as well as killing Heimdall. Hmm. Um, and then ultimately, and like there is actually a silver lining, um, and whether or not this was actually kind of a part of the original old Norse pagan tradition, or whether this was just kind of a revamp from. Uh, um, from Christian writings of these stories and such, um, but Balder does come back to life. He is the rejuvenation. Uh, he is the sun god, so of course there's always going to be another day, um, and so he revives and becomes the he replaces Odin as the head of the gods um, and goes on along with Thor's sons, Mothi and Magni. They they share Thor's hammer. Um, I think Whoa. Frigga and all the all the wives and such remain uh, living as well. So two things on that. Number one, I might cut that a little bit out of this sure. episode because that sounds like we should talk about that in the Ragnarok episode. Pos- yes. Number yes. two, that means there is plenty of room for another movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I know that's not the important part um, for people who are interested in, in you know the, the true Norse mythology. There's probably a lot of them right. out there who well, are there's like, a lot forget of... those movies, but like I want to yeah. see it. Well, and even as we talked about with the Yule episode and with the Odin Santa episode, there's a lot of motifs of death and rebirth in mm-hmm. in in mm. 
yeah, just it's a cycle of I mean, things. It's, yeah, yeah the, I mean, their thoughts were on like almost like they were talking about how the earth works in ecology yep. and winter, spring, and harvest and matter, and, the law of right. conservation of matter, even. Mm-hmm. So crazy cool yeah. all right well i don't want to get into too much more because yeah, it sounds can, like we, we got more episodes and, and and even ragnarok itself really falls into the big cosmology episode that we can do too because cool. it's we can just oh man we can talk so much about just the world that is built within the norse pantheon <laughs> awesome well some people took some time to leave some voicemails yeah. so i want to play those uh, a couple more of those right now so we got one from uh nick yeah. p and he um, his question was answered okay. um, slightly, but let's revisit it. Sure. How old is Loki? How old? Yeah, so how old is Loki? And, and you kind of touched on yeah. the thought on that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Again, he's not... He isn't Odin's son, adopted or otherwise, in many of the myths and such. Uh, there's even... I mean, there's some people who might even say that he can be sort of akin to a brother or relative of Odin and such who might be a little older than Odin might be the same age you know so he is just a force uh, so he could just be as old again as Odin who he even Odin himself had a father by the name of Buri you know Loki himself had a father so it's you know just shortly after the, I guess, grand chaos or the nebulous Ganunga Gap formed. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. What? I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm excited Ganunga for. Gap? I, I'm, I'm excited for a cosmology Ragnarok episode. Nice. So I can talk more about it, but I want to save it. I want to save it. Yeah. So I, I just love, and I had never heard this before, but mm-hmm. I love when you said that he could be the same age yeah, as Odin. Pretty that's, much. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, it's only really through the Thor comics and through like modern retellings. Um, and of course, yeah, the, the comic books that we really get this idea that he's an adopted son or what yeah, have you. Yeah. So, cool. Well, thanks, Nick, for that question. And yeah. then we've got, uh, let's see, two more. Okay. Um, so Kelly, actually one of the co-owners, Kelly and Evan mm-hmm. own Drinking Horn Meadery. She um, left me a voicemail with her question uh, about Loki, which I thought was a very interesting uh, take. So my question is, do you think the word loco? L-O-C-O, has ties back to the word Loki. And that's my question for you and Halfjorn. Thanks. Yeah, so it is, she's asking if um, the word loco, as in crazy, uh, Spanish for crazy, has any connection to Loki. And while it certainly has a modern, you know, it sounds like it would, unfortunately, linguistically, it doesn't have a, uh, there, there's no, I mean, I think, uh, I um, think, looked up Loki and it just means not uh, loco I think comes from something else that just means fool in like, Latin or something like that well, there's so. a there's kind of this thing in biology where it's convergent evolution mm. and so there's mm-hmm. divergent evolution and convergent evolution and convergent evolution things cre- um, create the same characteristics but to adapt but from a yeah. separate point uh, so etymology and language does the exact same thing all yeah. the time so <laughs> I, I love that I love that she thought that way that yeah. loco because he's kind of crazy he's kind of bit, a crazy guy a although I mean we've we've kind of established that Odin is sort of the, the god of madness you yeah know? Well. With, with, with his his quench for knowledge so, so wacky loco so right. yeah, thanks Kelly for that uh, yeah. question. We've got one more, and mm-hmm. this one is a very interesting one. Okay, it's from Hip Hopopotamus Rex. <laughs> yeah, y'all wanted questions from the audience. I got one for you right here. Oh, I've got a question. 
for your mead cast about this character from mythology's past. A different actor for the role of Loki. Let me know who you think it should be. Yeah, that's right. Talking about the Avengers movies. Who's the one to play that role better than the guy now? Thanks for the opportunity. I'm out. Hopopotamus Rex. From Hip Hopopotamus <laughs> Rex. And uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, you'll hear it very well, but yeah. basically was asking if a different actor played Loki in the movies, what actor would you choose to play <laughs> to play Loki? What's the name of the, the actor you're talking about? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. So yeah. if not him. If not him. So... Uh, that's kind of an on-the-spot question well, to answer. I, so I'm thinking, because I actually have a lot to say about Tom Hiddleston's uh, Loki to begin with, I guess, mm. because I absolutely love it. I love that he's kind of recreated, recreated the character and such. Um, maybe not necessarily as like the god character, but again, if you're gonna if you're gonna be complaining about you know recreations, then you should just be complaining about the comic books themselves, because you know Thor is not actually supposed to be a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Australian with perfect abs and you know <laughs> no. a, and a you know. Oh, nice don't light, ruin you know. my dreams. Come right. on. No, he's supposed to be a beer. He's supposed to be a beer-gutted, red-headed guy with a bad temper and you know. Oh, kind of yeah. like the lat, kind of like Endgame. I yeah, mean, he had a big yeah. gut there. Yeah, yeah. But, he, he, but, but it's supposed to be like he's 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 just supposed to be mean. Yeah. Um, so I'll say my my answer to that so they get it out of the way and then yeah. you can go for it. But um, I was thinking, and and this actually he's this actor has played a comic book character already. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like a lot have. There's so many of them out there now. Um, but William Defoe. I do. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Why are you reading my mind? Because that's <laughs> no Jim no. That, what's that? Serious Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. Maybe. That uh, would no, be an interesting I did, I didn't Loki like his Riddler. Sure. I, I didn't like his Riddler, so that's that's why I don't think he'd make a good well, Loki. Well, you're associating green maybe right. with that. Well, and if we're talking about the Marvel Loki. Um, no, well, any. Yeah. Right. If we're talking about the Marvel Loki, then yeah. I don't think you could go... I don't think anybody could be as good as a cast as Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but... As like a historical one, like dude, yeah, like I was actually thinking like Willem Dafoe or um, oh, who's the uh, I can't remember, but yeah, Willem Dafoe is like kind of my first Steve-O, choice. Yeah. Who Stevo? Actually, if you were uh, honestly, I could I could see Stevo doing something like like he'd go with the really crazy mad look at something. I don't know if Stevo does any like actual acting. He's acted, but I'm he. Sure, I mean, he's such a character. He's he, just he could pull it off. He's just I guarantee yeah, he pulled off. He could. He could be a Loki. His voice would play into something pretty yeah, interesting, yeah. Right. too. Although, when I, uh, whenever I do think about Loki, I sometimes don't think of like a jester mischief god. I think of somebody who's again tying knots, making yeah. making nets, brooding. Like I think of somebody very like quiet and reserved, kind of the you know. The, the 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 kind of the, the kid that nobody talked to sort of thing the, the, that sort of left out outcast sort of he's kind of he's kind of a part of the pantheon but kind of not so yeah uh, Tim what's his name again uh, Tim Hiddleston Tim Hiddleston I'm just uh, putting this out there to the YouTube people um, I'll probably totally misspell the last name or but... Tom 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 Hiddleston. oh Tom yeah. oh I messed you up I said Tim <laughs> all right Tom 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 sorry Tom um, Cool, awesome. Well, uh, we are an hour and yeah, fifteen we, in, and, and so. I, 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 can't, I can't remember if it was Tom or Tim. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> All I know is that he's just looking. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll say it's an umlaut, o, so it, it covers the O and the I, so it's like term. I guess term. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> um, 
Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that covers our, our episode. Yeah. At least uh, this one, we'll Pretty talk much. about Loki a lot more, I'm sure, especially if we talk about the Ragnarok and yep. the cosmology part of it. But, um, yeah, you've been listening to the Drinkhorn Meadcast. And Meadcast, Meadcast. <laughs> we had a little mead, we had a little talk, and, yeah, thanks, all yeah, for joining course, us again. Yeah, of course, definitely. I'm... Again, I'm so excited to continue teaching people about these different stories and such. And now I am just very excited for the Cosmology Ragnarok. Nice. Uh, That'll be coming. That'll be coming. We got them excited. We'll we'll record soon. If you guys have any thoughts or ideas on episodes you'd like to hear, whether it's Norse mythology or bees or mead or, I don't know, just give us a random idea and we'll run with it. Uh, We love to get you guys involved in everything with the Drinking Horn Mm -hmm. Meadcast. Number one thing we would love for you to do, if you know someone who would like this kind of podcast and would love to listen to this, tell them about us. Uh, it would it would be so. Blow them horns, man! You, you gotta you gotta you know uh, thump some tubs, I guess. Or... So be <laughs> blow horns and thump tubs. That, that's what we're it on right now. I, I can hear the ending music right now. So, all right. Well, I, I'm Nick. I'm Hall Bjorn. And thank you for listening to the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a Pantheon member, no, Patreon member, you get a free post-show. Just kidding, we don't do that. Everyone gets a post-show here. (laughs) So we just talked about Loki and some of his um, mischievous adventures and his rectifying uh, conquests or or, uh, achievements. And so we're going to put Halbjorn on the spot. Okay. Now, let me tell you that the average score on this is somewhere around a 76%. So so that's not very great. Okay. So so don't worry if you if you get a gift below that. No, no, don't get oh, okay. you better not get below that. I, our I'm, resident I'm, I'm just wondering kidding. what this is. No, you actually answered some of these questions within oh, okay. our podcast. Okay. So, okay, are you ready for the quiz? Sure. All right, and I don't know the answers to this. So, Oh, okay. I'm gonna quit. I'm a teacher. Well, we both are teachers in past lives. Um, sort of, yeah. Yeah. So I taught science for nine years, but I did not teach Norse mythology. Okay. I didn't teach it either. I'm just well, except for <laughs> except for uh, here on the podcast. Yeah. True. All right. Um, oh, the smell of that. That's a proper. Uh, is it pastrami? Or it's it's uh, no. just their PMP burger on rye bread. Oh my gosh. So if you're here at the mead hall and you are hungry, mm. that looks it. My father used to call it a bite and wipe, mm-hmm. or he still does, calls it a bite. Sorry, that's like, sorry, Dad, you're still alive. Um, my dad calls <laughs> it a bite and wipe. Yeah. Um, all right, you ready for question number one? Sure thing. All right, um, don't touch my mic with your hands I right will now, not. by the way. <laughs> it is truly a bite and wipe. Despite all of Loki's wrongdoings, one being stood by him the whole way, his wife. Hmm. What was the name of Loki's loving wife? Sigun. Man, I, this is multiple choice. You probably won't need many of these multiple choices. <laughs> All right, sing it. Uh, I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm not sure it's correct, but we'll wait till the end for okay. the correct answers. Okay. okay, number two. Number two. All right. Rejecting his loving wife and growing tired of the gods, Loki decided to venture into Jotunheim and take a giantess as his bride. He chose the grim Angerborda. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. What is the fitting? Oh, and you said you didn't know this one actually. In Probably the podcast. not. No. What is the fitting meaning of Angerborda's name? I'll give you choices. Okay. The one who brings grief. She who should not be touched. The serpent bearer. Miserable crow. 
Ooh, there might be. You're looking. What was staring. That, what was that second? Answer. What was that second one? The second one was she who should not be touched. So the one who brings grief, she who should not be touched, the serpent bearer, or miserable crow. She who should not be touched. All right. We'll see at the end if that is correct. He did have a wife who bore uh, Jorgmund. Yes. Well, that that was Angerbone, I believe. Oh, so maybe the serpent bear. I don't know. I, you, you, the answer's locked in. Yeah. Sorry, the answer's yeah. locked in. No you can phone a friend to buy it. It just doesn't sound like... Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Question three. Dwelling in the dark cave with his hideous giant bride, Loki fathered three children, Finrir, Hel, and Jorgmundgant. Which of these was the eldest... I believe, I believe Fenrir was the eldest. Yeah. I have to actually type this one in. It's so weird. Why didn't they just make this a multiple choice as well? That one I will probably get wrong. Though. I mean, if anything. Well, you had a thirty-three percent chance. Thirty-three point three 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 three. Question four. As these monstrous children grew, their presence became known to the gods, who gathered by the well of Urd to discuss this threat. They also consulted Urd, Verdandi, and Skuld. What was the collective name of these three beings who dwelt by the well of Urd? The Norns. Okay, I didn't even have to give yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the so, three Norns. Do you want to know what the? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I'd be, it'd be interesting. The if Norns, one the makes Muses. Me laugh. Sorry, the Norns, the Muses, the Graces, the Harpies. Mm. But you hit it. You yeah. Right off the All bat. the rest of those are either like Greek, Greek mythology. Yeah. That's what I thought, the Muses yeah. are um, basically kind of daughters of okay. Zeus. Okay. We ain't got no time so. for that. All right, yeah. so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Realizing the threat posed by the children of Loki, the gods captured them and took them back to Asgard. What did Odin decide to do with Hel, the youngest of the three? You want the choices? Uh, sure, sure. Okay. He cut her in half and burned her body. He fed her to her hungry siblings. He appointed her as the guardian of Valhalla. He appointed her to rule over the dead. D- appointed her to rule over the dead. Yeah. I feel like... I mean, I've been listening to you quite a bit, and I feel like... Oh, yeah. I, I even yeah, that, I mean, that that's, just, that's just... Yeah, that's just... I should have taken this beforehand. Actually. Well, and actually, hell is where we do get the name hell, oh, as in, like, the Christian hell as well. So, oh, sure. yeah. Number six. Jorgmungand. That's a, what's that? What's that song? Never mind. All right. Focus, oh, okay. Nick. Uh, what's that song, though? Like, uh... Dun, dun, dun. What? Uh, do the, 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 the oh, uh, Opa Gundam style? Gundam style, Gundam yeah. Style. Jorgen oh. Gun, Gundam style. Okay, oh, so, okay. number six. Jorgen Gun was the next to be dealt with. Odin threw the great serpent into the ocean, where it grew so large that it could encircle the earth and bite its own tail. This led to Jorgen Gun gaining what nickname? Oh, this one. Well, it's the world serpent. Yeah, or, okay. yeah. So, yeah I will click that one. I know. So you know what I expect. Was one you of them old tailie bitey? <laughs> old tailie bitey. Yeah, yeah. Ouchie my tailie. Ouchie my tailie. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. Although cast out of Asgard, Jorgmungand continued to trouble the gods. Which god was known for his long-running feud with the great serpent? Thor. There's actually even. I mean, this this is a little post little post show uh, treat for you guys. But there was a uh, Thor's fishing trip where he took the entire head of a cow 
uh, or of a bull and threw it into the ocean trying to catch Jörgmungandr and I think it was like for a couple days that he was trying to reel this serpent in but then the, the line broke and Jörgmungandr got, got his calf head or his cow's head and he spent a couple days pulling that in and then it yep. broke I get yep. angry it, if I lose a fish he was pulling like so seconds. hard that Thor's foot uh, punched through the boat uh, and his boat was sinking and so he had to plug it up and it was just one of one of the many things that sparked the feud between Jörgmungandr and Thor mm. yeah I've had that relationship with a couple fish <laughs> alright uh, number 8 it was ordered that Ferrer uh, was to be kept in Asgard under the watch of the gods as the rapid growth of this beast worried the, the Aesir what type of creature was Fenrir oh man oh yeah, a giant wolf Alright, these might be a little... They're, getting, there's even they're some, getting easier. There's even some poems and there's even some people that say that one maw or one jaw or one, you know, the top of his teeth would scrape the sky and the bottom of his teeth would scrape the earth. Oh, that's yeah. big. That's big. As uh, Fenrir grew, it became... Cl- oh. No, this is a different question. No. It became clear to the gods that they had to contain him. However, no chains made by the gods were strong enough, and so a chain forged by the dwarves was used. What was the name of this chain? Wow. That is detail right there. What are the choices? Oh, you want the choices. We've got, and I'm going to do my best here, Gleipnir, Dromi, Draupnir, Lading. It's not Draupnir, because I think Draupnir is the name of Odin's rings that that produced themselves. What was that Do first one? Do you want to phone a friend? We've got, we've got Gleipnir, Dromi, Draupnir, and Lading. What's the question? It's not Draupnir. The chains that held Fenrir. Fenrir the Yeah. I wish I could give you a 50-50. <laughs> we need an answer. What was that second one? Uh, second one was Dromi. There's and the first Gleipnir, one. Dromi, Draupnir, Lading. Lading. L-A-E-D-I-N-G. I actually think it might be Lading. Gleipnir sounds like something completely different. But I can't remember. Yeah, we'll do we'll do that fourth one. I'm, right. This is probably definitely one I'll get wrong. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You've rocked the other ones. Last question. Number 10. Despite the dwarf's chain looking weak, Fenrir was wary of letting the gods bind him with chains. Mm-hmm. As a pledge, Fenrir demanded that a god place his right hand in his jaws. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Tyr. As it happened, <laughs> let me finish the question, please. <laughs> As it happened, the beast could not escape, and so the god's hand was lost. Which brave god sacrificed his hand yep. so as to bind Fenrir? Yep, Tyr. He's Tyr. the one of the god. I mean, many of the one of the many gods of war. Um, but also, uh, him and Forseti were gods of justice and juries and, and, and courts and such. And the idea is that both in battle as well as in, you know, legal matters, he can only uh, f- he can only afford to give one side victory. So he only has one hand. Oh, mm-hmm. ah, okay. Lots of stories from uh, from Hobby. Okay, I have a feeling you you rock this. So okay. click submit your answers. Submit my answers. There's probably like two or three that I didn't. I don't know if three. Okay. Oh, look at this. Okay, so number one you got right with mm-hmm. Loki's wrong, um, the name of his wife. Number two was actually wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki decided to venture to Yotime and take a giantist. Oh, the name. Yep, you thought you might get this one wrong. Mm. What does Angerborda mean? It means the yeah. one who brings grief. 
Okay, one who brings grief. So All right. Brought him grief. Uh, got that one right, 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 got that one right. Uh, yeah, the um, the name of the chain. I mean, that's so hard. That's such detail. <laughs> well, no, I like those kinds of de- but you were, details, you were, but I just... Yeah, mm-hmm. you were moving towards it. It is uh, Gleipnir. Gle- okay. G-L-E-I-P. Because yeah, I know that Draupnir is is definitely the, I, the, the, the rings that... Uh, that Odin has, or something like that. Yeah. So nice. Well, um, cool. and then you got tier right, of course. So you got eight out of ten. Um, you you beat the average score. The average score is seven <laughs> seven out of ten. Um, wouldn't expect nothing less of that. Um, but uh, next uh, post show, you better get a hundred percent. I guess so. Or you're yeah. not coming back. I gotta beat. I gotta, I gotta. I gotta beat my record. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks everybody for joining the the post show. I hope you enjoyed that little quiz. And uh, if you guys got a hundred percent, good for you. Um, and we'll, uh, yeah, see you next episode. All right, bye-bye. Later.